Just don't make me look like an idiot because I can do that on my own. So. <laughs> Welcome to the New Hope Youth Group Podcast. On this show, current and former students share truth and what God is doing in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Smith. All right, my guest this week is the guy who was my youth pastor growing up at New Hope, Mr. Matt Cook. Thank you for taking the time to join us. You bet. It's a pleasure. Tell the listeners what you're up to these days. I expect... Every detail from your life from 2003 until now. <laughs> well, we, we did. We moved. I'm in the same. We moved from uh, Crawfordsville to Canadian, Texas. I've been here ever since. Came as a youth minister a year after I got here. The senior pastor left. And I said, well, I guess I can preach some sermons while they find a guy. And nobody really went looking too hard so finally I said okay start looking or hire me I guess <laughs> preaching had never been on my um radar really not something I wanted to do I couldn't imagine how you could find out figure out something to say for 52 <laughs> weeks a year or whatever that seems to be the case um, a lot with a lot right. of people they're like I, I don't really didn't really plan on doing this and just kind of happened but the fact that you're you can kind of consider yourself Canadian and Texan. If, <laughs> yes, if anybody fits that bill better, <laughs> and it's uh, it does cause some confusion at times. So, <laughs> well, I'm sure at least some people that are listening to this would like this information. Um, just off the top of your head, I know it's been a long time. How would you describe what I was like as a teenager growing up in your youth group? Do you uh, remember? It's been like a hundred years, but. Yeah, and memory is not one of my good things. But <laughs> I, I would say, and you guys talk. One of my, one of my big memories, and and from the time there, was the last summer I was there, and and you guys apparently were sneaking out every night at CLY or whatever. <laughs> I I don't That's remember right. any of that, which is fine. <laughs> um, as long as the cops were not involved, I it didn't matter to me that much. Uh, we we just wanted some... to talk to girls. That's all it was. We just wanted to go talk <laughs> to girls. Go. We had walkie talkies, you know, before really cell phones took off. It was like, all right, you know, Matt's Matt's asleep. You can go. I mean, that's <laughs> and, and any kids listening to this do not get any ideas because that's right. know, I know I know how to stop that now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Tyler never sleeps on those type of trips. So yes, be on your guard. Uh, but there was, and I don't even remember the song, but there was some song and you and Adam Everett were all about that song and we're singing it ever. And I was just surprised that, that you guys kind of were all about it. And again, I don't remember what the song was, but uh, I don't know. It seemed to have an effect more than, than anything else in that during that week or maybe before and after that, uh, that there was something there that was a little more serious than what I'd, I'd seen before. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was going to mention that as well as some of my favorite memories. And of course, you know, you mentioned Adam, he's going to be a, a future guest on the show, by the way. But it was through this youth group that we became really good friends, uh, ended up rooming together in college. Uh, I believe the song was Every Day, yep, which is sounds right. We, yep. we we had not really done that song at our church up to that point. And uh, so we sang that song and was a big impact. Those CIY trips we went to. My first one was in Tennessee. And then that one that you're referring to is Colorado, I believe. Right. Um, and 
and if you remember the uh, the first one I went, we had David Crowder as our uh, CIY worship leader before he got really right. big. Right. So that was yeah. a cool experience. But I also remember uh, Adam and I would every Sunday morning ask you if we can go to Burger King <laughs> for for right. breakfast and and do our lesson there, and then. We also had this little trick where we would hit the top of the van and look behind acting like our van hit something. So that was, that was just, uh, we thought it was funny, but I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good I, memories. I re- and, yeah. I do remember Burger King. I, I do remember <laughs> yeah. that. So. Which yep. A, youth ministers got to eat too. So we'll yeah, that's that true. For whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good memories uh, for sure. Um, let's dive into our, our topic for the day, which is uh, when God seems silent. Um, I feel like every person listening to this today probably has, at some point in their life, felt like God was distant or really you know, wasn't as loud as they would like him to be. And maybe even right now, maybe right now they're kind of asking God to give them a sign or something and, and they feel like they can't hear him. Um, have you had those times in your life and, and what did you do about it? Uh, for sure. Yes. Like you say, every, everybody's got them. Uh, and I I don't know that there, there are a lot, a lot more times where I don't know if you'd call that silent or not, but just not as sure as other times, uh, that, that that's the way, or that this is God's specific plan for me is maybe the way to put it. Yeah. Um, but there's some of that 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 I don't know, and that's kind of my thoughts on a lot of this, that I don't know that there's a specific plan, that he's got it so mapped out in every detail. He just wants us to love him and love others while we're doing it. And if that gets done, that's kind of his plan. It's pretty, Yeah. maybe it's more general than what we desire sometimes, but, uh, but that's that's the big part of it, I think. Yeah, a lot of times we want the the burning bush experience, the flash, you know, lightning across the sky. Uh, God, give me a sign. And, you know, I think of Bruce Almighty when the, the semi or the truck of signs <laughs> pulls out right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not always the case. You know, he spoke to Elijah in a whisper. I think sometimes our lives are too noisy to, you know, maybe he is trying to speak to us, but through a person or well, a whisper or something. And we're kind of, you know, fixated on other things to actually hear him. But. I, I completely agree that we we sometimes think that, you know, our calling or all these answers in life is just this one, you know, chapter by chapter mapped out thing when really, as you said, love God, love people, um, make decisions based around those things and we'll be in good shape. Um, also, I, I don't know if it was Rick Warren, somebody like him said, uh, remember the teacher is always silent during the test. I've always kind of liked right. that, you know, sometimes maybe yeah. it's a, a test, you know, of our life that, uh, you know, maybe God doesn't need to say something new to us in those moments. He just wants us to cling to him and trust in his timing. Um, and also you can re- probably recall that you know, people often think that God just spoke to his people over scripture, like that's not the case, right? I mean, there were some periods of silence, even in scripture. Right. Well, and you said, because that's what I thought when you said the burning bush, Moses gets that message, but God hadn't said anything for a couple hundred years before that. Or, yeah. 
So, I mean, there, there are times, and you look at Israel's history, and but it is like that. And I think a lot of times, though, it's because because they were ignoring him um, yeah. and wouldn't give him a chance to speak. But there were times where he was just quiet. Yeah. And even really in the beginning, the beginning of that, when they were in Egypt with Joseph, um, I mean, he, you don't see a lot of, you know, direct words from God to him. He kind of went through that stuff and you got to think he was going, where's God at? But he gets through it and at the end he's going, wait, no, this, this is how this needed to happen. Yeah, there's all those examples like... I can, you know, think of uh, in the Psalms as well when when David and other writers of the Psalms were straight up asking, even though it's in Scripture, they were like, "God, where are you? What's going on?" And um, but they would always come back to, you know, we we trust, we trust you, we trust in your timing. And so I think all of that, all of these thoughts are valid and what could be happening in your life if you do feel like God is is silent. And I uh, I think too, um, you know, we celebrated Easter a couple months ago. I always think that, you know, we, we celebrate Good Friday, we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, but what about that Saturday? Imagine how the disciples, how the people must have felt, how long that day must have been, and the fact that God was silent on that Saturday, but he was obviously still working and still had right. a plan for what was to come. So that's always one of my favorite examples. And my next question, I think we've kind of touched on it, but when God feels silent, is it sometimes our fault? Bible being closed, you know, no prayer time, uh, right. not, well, not really talking. Yeah. You're, you're right on that because you, you asked that question, is God silent? And one of my first thoughts was, well, well, no, because we've got a whole book of, of him speaking, just maybe not directly into our situation or into us with you know, choose this or pick plan A or plan B or whatever. But it's not like we don't have any word from him to see what yeah. what he goes, what he's got to say. And I, I think you're right too that sometimes we get so busy or we get so focused on, okay, God, I need to choose between A and B, and God's you know banging on our door, but to to choose plan R, and that's not anywhere on our on our radar. So. So we don't hear because it's not what we want to hear. Maybe it's not just two choices. Maybe it's, you know, a myriad, or maybe it's something out of left field or whatever. That yeah, that, yeah, I agree. I I feel like many times in my life it's been like God, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your plan, and it's like, yeah, my Bible's just kind of sitting over there, and you know, not to say I'm going to have again every mapped out answer, but for me to claim that he's distant or silent when I'm not doing anything to hear from him is kind of interesting. You know, we, we definitely, there's things that we can do. I think sometimes too, it's like you need to initiate conversation with other believers, uh, you know, read, read books, read the scripture, read um, Christian articles or whatever to try to hear from God and, and feel his peace and, uh, know that he often probably is is speaking to us and sometimes we just don't listen but I guess for maybe the person out there maybe right now in their their current life current situation they feel like God is silent in my life right now I've asked him for an answer all I hear is silence 
Um, is there anything you would say that we haven't touched on yet uh, as far as advice? To I'm going to butcher this quote, and I think it's a long one anyway, but um, Thomas Merton said something one time about not being sure about what God wanted him to do, that I don't know myself what I need to do, but I'm trying to follow what, what you want. And he, and he says, I believe the desire to please God, in fact, pleases him, even though we don't know if that's exactly the path that he chooses. If I'm, if I'm doing my best to do what I believe is the will of God or what I believe pleases him, then I'm, I'm kind of on the, the right path. And if we're connected in that way, with him and, and trying, I think he's going to direct us, even though we may not hear a loud voice or something. Um, he'll put things in our path that we, whether we recognize it or not, i.e. Joseph, that, and, and those can be hard times like he has or good times, that, that uh, he puts those things in our way to get us where we need to be, if that's what we desire. But I think that there's a big part of that is, is, is my desire just to hear from God so I can get done what I want to get done? Or is my desire to, to hear from God and to do his will because it's his will, because that's what I see me being here is all about is, is, is trying to please God to accomplish his will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at times in my life, I feel like, you know, God has had this very clear voice that I heard that he told me I should, buy cub season tickets and evangelize to people outside the dugout is that <laughs> well I, I will tell you that cubs fans need jesus more than anybody else's fans in the world so <laughs> well maybe maybe pre-2016 i don't know maybe that's <laughs> that's the one failure in youth ministry i can't get over is that you come out of there a cubs fan what is that all about i don't know i always said growing up though it taught me patience and humility and <laughs> built character and <laughs> well and there, there's you a perfect example of god being silent i mean yes something's so bad but 108 years <laughs> why i i wish for it at every birthday blowing out the candles right. cubs win the world series finally came true in my 30s but <laughs> well uh matt thanks so much for joining us for taking the time and uh next time you're in indiana burger king is on me all right <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Have hey, you too.